These are the yays of our lives. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy, and fulfillment along the way. Poop. <laughs> what an amazing start. Welcome back. <laughs> Starting off 2022 with a bang. <laughs> oh my god so nothing's changed obviously you know everyone's like new year new me it's like new year same and <laughs> pretty much <laughs> oh my gosh well it's been so long since i have even had my microphone out of its case i pretty much forgot how to put it all together i think it's been maybe six weeks yeah i didn't even realize you when you said the other day you're like oh normally i still put one out each week or an old one or a redo or something but it's literally been since what start of December since you put one out yeah I think it yeah maybe more than six weeks then actually and that's so unusual I usually take I mean the first year I didn't take any break second year I think I took two weeks but I re-released episodes and then I had grand intentions this year of just re-releasing episodes for a month and then starting again but it's just continued to be the weirdest time and I couldn't even get my brain together to even say the intro to a re-release to explain why you know some of the content was outdated it's been really weird yeah, I think normally it's quite noticeable, but I feel like the last eight weeks or six weeks has flown. I feel like I haven't consumed much. Like I feel like my brain's pretty full to consume anymore, even if it's like good stuff. So I think mm. I've just been watching trash TV a lot. A lot of. Uh, <laughs> What's your definition of trash TV? No, well, we've really got into Singles Inferno. Oh. Come on, Bim, it's Korean. You should know this. No, I haven't watched it yet. Is that the one that's now kind of creeping up the charts on Netflix uh, now that everyone's sort of into Korean cinema? Well, it's like Love Island but Korean. (gasps) I don't – see, that's the thing. I don't ever watch Love Island because I was like – I'm like, it's yeah, it's – I just can't. But this (laughs) one is just so good (laughs) because it's just so many cultural differences. They don't kiss. They wow. like barely touch. They just hold hands at maximum. So it's the most boring show ever, basically. No, it's not boring. It's really great for people like myself. So hashtag abstinence is key. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Another quote of the day. It's just something you get hooked on for absolutely no reason. Like to the point where with our siblings, we actually teed up like when the new release came out or the new episodes came out, we were like, whose house are we watching it at? So oh, it's just that really kind of cute. stuff that we've been consuming. So, you know, so sorry for not realising you even hadn't put anything out for six weeks. I, I just personally feel like I haven't really taken in very much. I mean, I'm sort of hoping that everyone else has been finding this whole time as weird as I have and has also not really noticed because often I think this happens to a lot of people in business but in everything really that you hold yourself to these really perfectionist standards thinking, oh, my God, everyone's going to notice if I take one week off and then you take eight weeks off and still no one's really complained that there's been no episodes. So (laughs) I think it's just been so weird. I put up a, um, a meme the other day that just so captured what this strange start of the third year of the madness has been like and it was a Venn diagram on one side is the apocalypse and on the other side is still having to go to work and we're just like somehow finding ourselves in the middle where things are still crazy but everyone is also trying to resume normal at the same time and the same uncertainty and the same emotional upheaval is happening all the time but also some things are going back to normal and we're starting to put back normal expectations on ourselves so I thought that the quote of the yay to kick off the year that would be a nice reminder for everyone, mainly for me because I'm semi-having an internal breakdown, is you have exactly enough energy for just one day at a time. And another sort of version to that that I saw someone say is just that if you're taking it minute by minute, day by day, week by week at a maximum, 
that's absolutely okay because it is our third year of, you know, really big changes. And I think often I get frustrated that my motivation or that my energy isn't going back to normal. But, you know, I think it's the circumstances term to go back to normal. Mm, let's blame them circumstances. It is the circumstances. I agree. <laughs> But it's been so weird for me. Like I love creating this show more than anything and last year it was the biggest release and escape but even something that creates so much joy for me, I just became like really incoherent. I just like had this weird resistance to forming sentences. I didn't feel very eloquent. My brain just could not get it together to even record, you know, you and I, let alone organising a guest to do an interview, that I needed the full eight weeks off and I would, you know, it would surprise me that I actually took it but just a little reminder mm. to everyone that if you are kind of struggling to start the year how you'd hoped that I think that's very normal right now. Yeah. I kind of wish that we did it while you weren't eloquent because then finally we'd be on the same level. Tomorrow <laughs> is still just you being really eloquent and me with a uh, undiagnosed stutter that doesn't exist but probably does exist sometimes. I don't know. Anywho, I digress. Wow. 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 I know, that's like your depth. first word back of the year was like, poo. Poo. <laughs> <laughs> but, Bim, honestly, this is how surface level I've been for a while. And I, this is why I was like, I agree in that. I think internal breakdown kind of implosion might happen shortly because I've been, I'm normally a pretty um, reflective and deep thinker, but everything's really been surface level for a good period of time. There's been just a lot of things happening in the news, lots of opinions, lots of things that we shouldn't and shouldn't feel, lots of changes. Yeah, there's lots of things to have to have a feeling about that to the point where it's almost too much, too many feelings to have and therefore you have no feelings. So it's kind of just like a totally. feelings overload. So a lot of the time I think I read the news and I'm like, I don't know what to think and don't ask me what I think because I don't know because I just feel nothing now because there's just too many voices, you know, mm. like, my moral compass always stays pretty true, but I even feel like that has been really obscured. Blurred. Yeah, by just a lot of input from a lot of different things happening. Even little mm. things like, you know, Djokovic, which becomes a quite a moral, you know, discussion or ethical and politics. And then you talk about hospital systems and then the vaccination will always be quite a polarizing conversation, depending who you have it with. And yeah, constant changes at work and then. Yeah, I think there's just a lot going on, really. Totally. And I think probably towards the end of the year, all of us were just hanging on, like, let's just make it to the end and then we'll get some reprieve. But just as the break started, the news cycle started to ramp up again and there was all this new bombardment of information and then we're expected to kind of like draw a line in the sand and start a new year. So it's been a crazy time. I mean, even you and I are reflecting on when we were going to do this first episode, we don't even remember what's happened since the last time we did one of these because we've had Christmas and New Year's and Djokovic and Omicron and like so many things have happened, but also nothing has happened and we still feel very much in the same position. So I guess my overarching theme is, yeah, if you guys are feeling as weird, I think, as we are, that that's completely normal. And if your yay doesn't look exactly how you thought it might at the start of 2022, that's also totally okay. I feel like a lot of this show lately has been me giving myself permission to feel yeah. weird and <laughs> not together. That's <laughs> what I, I, feel- I feel like that's the general vibe that, you know, it's still a weird time, so it's okay if you're still feeling a bit funny. Do you know when I it clicked for me that we were both just so spaced out? It was like a couple of weeks ago when I was like, what are you doing? And you're like, nothing. <laughs> Does it sound like, like mini five? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you want to hike? And you're like, oh, I can't, but I might. And I was like, fine, in the morning. And you were like, so do you want to hike? And I was like, well, you said no. And you were like, I said I might. Look at the text. And I was like, well, because you said you're might, I mentally prepared not to. And you're like, well, I mentally prepared to, to. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, we're not going. And then you're like, well, yeah, we are. And I was like, fine. And I was like, well, do you want a lunch? And you're like, no, I'm busy or like whatever. And I was like, and then it came to the point where we were just so sassy for no reason. Like, and then I think I said something like, I just gave you nothing to respond to. And then you responded with a thumbs up. <laughs> and I responded with, oh my gosh, thumbs up, rude. And then you responded with, well, there's nothing left to say. 
<laughs> this is all via text. And I was like, goodness, we suck right now. We can't even have a normal conversation just to make one decision. So oh I think gosh. that was when I was like, I ended up reading that back later in the day and just laughing, being like, we actually suck because I ended up then coming to Alex where you were going that night and we was it was fine. Like we were so excited to be with each other and like hang out. But it took us for one person to just like make a bold decision to drive two hours for us to even agree on anything. And I was like, good Lord, what does the world come to? And I can't even have one conversation to make one decision with someone that normally we're just in each other's brains we don't even normally need to even ask totally I think it's like decision fatigue and just thinking fatigue like everyone's just so bloody tired of information and having stuff mm. in their brain that I really actively felt my brain just trying to detach from anything like what time it was the to-do list I think that's why I was not together enough to actually do a task like a podcast that involves lots of different steps because I'd forget to press record <laughs> like I would forget what I was saying <laughs> mid-sentence um, so it was really nice you know to kind of take a couple of days and then even the things like I can't even remember what's happened before Djokovic I think that's the most cu- like current thing that's in my mm. brain but even with that I think I put on socials the other day that I just I just didn't want to hear about it anymore like I just got to the point mm. where I was like can you so they okay I didn't have resolutions. I usually have really big resolutions, but instead I had like things I didn't ask for for Christmas that I would like to ask the universe for and manifest <laughs> from the internet gods. <laughs> there are three things. So just a paraphrase way of saying use resolutions, that's fine. <laughs> so one thing I wanted, if Instagram is listening, is you know how you can follow a hashtag, which is so handy, if you could unfollow, like exclude a hashtag because I just suddenly was like, I can't hear one more argument about Djokovic either way and like you said before I can't even decide how I feel about it anymore I just don't want to hear about it. just want, let's move on and I feel like all of our tolerance and threshold for new information is just like ugh. so I was like a is there an exclude hashtag option if not there should be number two because I also have no tolerance for like things just not being efficient at the moment so I feel like everyone's a little bit impatient in society is I would like an apply all setting to my stories. So if I've gone to all the effort to make a beautiful heading and like line up my music and then there's four frames, chances are I want the same thing on all four frames. I don't want to have to redo it for every frame. So how amazing would an apply all button be? Number three, on all my streaming services, I would like, I'm having a selfish 2022. Yep, I'm hearing you. I validate (laughs) your feelings. (laughs) A skip intro button permanently because I don't watch one episode at a time, right? Like we watch 75 episodes in a row. I don't need to see the intro 75,000 times. Just skip it. Just skip it permanently. I don't, I don't need the intro, right? Would that not change your life? That would change my 2022. I hear you and I validate <laughs> your feelings. <laughs> but like the story thing, right? You know when you get everything right, you tag like your 20 friends that are in the story. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't have 20 friends. I tag you and Nick and then like Paul who doesn't have an Instagram account. <laughs> But, you know, I don't want to re-tag you in every frame. I agree mostly on the music across across multiple videos once. I think that's good. I feel like it probably is doable. I just don't know. I feel like the anti-hashtag thing, I think you can actually click on the three dots. This, I know you can do this on TikTok, but it's an option to not show me this kind of content anymore. <gasps> and that's their way of doing, like, anti-hashtag. So you can, it's not like a hashtag you, you block but it's more so you can like kind of see if you can curate your own feed by doing that. You can do it on TikTok. You can also just unfollow things, I guess. Like if something's trigger you, triggering you, I always say like curate your environment because whatever you are consuming all the time is what you're going to, you know, feel and be surrounded by. <laughs> I love how you're like, I demand all these things. But in hindsight, I actually have solutions <laughs> to them all. <laughs> in hindsight, I can be more reasonable. Also, like there's such minor inconveniences that it's like, Wow, she's really stooped to the next level of like, I can't be bothered to press skip intro, which already comes up. So it's just one button. I'm so late. Do you know what it is? I think it's actually a user experience thing that they want you to press it to make sure that you're still there. Yeah, but I'm always still there. Have they read the room? We're all still there. No, you're not because I know last time when we were in Alex, I could hear the office playing at 3 a.m. in the morning still. Yeah, I was there. You're not still there. (laughs) You know I was. 
So one of the things that happened is there was a massive thunderstorm when we were in the country and Paul woke up and then he hates thunder. He had like he needed full coaxing back to sleep. This is like a full-time motherhood role, this little dog. Had a full breakdown and then our bed broke, not from doing the fun things, purely because he jumped on the bed and he was <laughs> too big for the bed and there were three of them. It's a very old bed. And then he had another breakdown and he just looked at me and was like, I want to fucking go home, mum. Like this is not okay. So I was up at 3 a.m. putting my golden retriever to sleep. This is what I deal with. This is why I need a skip intro button permanently. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you goodness. hear me? Do you validate me? Because <laughs> I, I hear you. I validate your feelings. <laughs> I feel like we're in a therapy session. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. And I also am like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to publish this episode to the poor message. <laughs> it's of like there's so much to say and so nothing to say about the last six to eight weeks. It's just been. I was thinking. I don't think you ever did a 2021 wrap-up episode, did you? I mean, we were supposed to, but yeah, I'll take you and I just kept like, <laughs> I just kept being like, cool, let's do that. But I think I even said in the very last episode with The Real Dads, which was the greatest interview, I think I'll re-release that as a little like previously on CZA for everyone <laughs> and then not permanently skip the intro because the rap is the best part this entire show. Say, if- can I skip your intro or is it just selective on who you want to be skipped? Well, my rap is, you know, iconic. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I said at the end of that, if we do another Years of Our Lives, we probably won't because, it's you know, December got really hectic. I had the, oh, my God, we haven't even talked about going to LA and then coming home and isolating and doing the marathon, like, at 71. Hour. Oh, it's just been a crazy time. We went to Tassie. Oh, oh, my God. 2021, like I'm such a resolutions person. I always like close a year and then reflect a lot and then reevaluate the goals and kind of write new ones. I just haven't done that this year because it's just, yeah, been so weird. So I think that was why I wanted this first episode to be very much a reminder for everyone that if you also haven't kind of closed off last year and started this one, or if you're having trouble making that transition, like that's just, you're a, you know, product of the times. It has been Mm. weird. There has been no clear delineation and I think, again, like this is exactly – I should have listened to the first episode last year because I think I could have just re-released that one because last year I was like, (laughs) if you can't end last year and start new year, if it's not new year, new me, if it's new me, you know, new year, same old me with all my same like concerns and worries and uncertainty, then it's okay. It is. Yeah, well, I was only asking because I feel like you could do a little live reflection on the last year and talk about – what you feel, top of your brain, if we said what your three biggest achievements were last year, you feel from a, either mm. from any any part of your life, so a, a personal, a career, or just general reflections, what do you feel like are the three greatest oh, things really that happened good one. to you? I think looking back, and this was actually why that 2021 year in review video that everyone was doing on TikTok and Instagram was actually really lovely because it made you kind of go through your camera roll to find some highlights and actually realize I had more photos and videos and moments that I wanted to include in the video than I could fit in the video, which made me even more grateful to think, you know, it hasn't been all bad. There's always been in between lots of beautiful moments of yay. So that was a great exercise for me to remember. Heaps of great things happened. And I think the first that comes to mind isn't one particular moment, but it's the, I think, ongoing sort of year worth of seize the eight episodes or quotes or quotes of the day or conversations that I had with people of making the third flip book and powering on with positivity at a time where many moments I really didn't feel like it or didn't have the motivation or was feeling particularly down but where having a neighborhood like gave me a reason to kind of get up and just find that one quote and even if it was a really bad day but five minutes of it was dedicated to a quote of the day you know that helped me as much as I hope it helped other people and then I think you bounce that positivity off each other. I feel like at times last year I really wanted to just take a break. I really wanted to stop the show or, you know, take a break off socials, but I felt like, you know, having a a neighborhood to do quotes for or to do episodes for helped me through it as well. So I think just staying open last year, just keeping going with it and introducing two episodes a week last year was a really big thing, having you join really gave me a lot of joy and not giving up. I've actually got my hands and feet shackled at the minute, so it was a forceful (laughs) join, but here we are. We're still here. (laughs) But, yeah, there were many moments last year where I just thought, I can't do it. Like, I can't keep this energy up. But 
we did until December and I think it helped, you know, a lot of people, but it helped me most of all. And I'm yeah, really, really grateful and proud that we did that. Another one I think would be LA at the end of the year was a really exciting amazing thing. I still can't talk about what it was for, but it was really, really wonderful. It was really uncertain. It was like the height of not knowing what was happening. I like spontaneity, but ongoing uncertainty is not the sort of ideal circumstances that I like to operate in. And I didn't know sort of until the day I was going if I could go. And then Omicron happened and then I didn't, you know, suddenly had to isolate for 72 hours, but I only knew the day that I left and like all the rules were changing. And then I came back and isolated for 72 hours. Melbourne Marathon started at 71 hours after I landed. So then again, I was like, the last thing I want to do jet lagged is run, but I've shared this journey the whole way. And I I think I should just do it. I'll just start an hour late and catch up to everyone. And that was maybe the hardest thing I've ever done mentally, not physically to run by myself. I ran by myself for 14 kilometers and then finished the the last seven, like by myself, like no water stops, no humans on the track. So like B-U-Y herself, like B-Y-E herself. B-I-I myself. (laughs) I don't know how much we can emphasize more that she was by herself. (laughs) When you said by yourself, I was like, guys, everyone runs by themselves all the time, whatever. But Sarah had started so late for the half marathon that even the slowest of people weren't that far back in terms of time. And the marathoners had already way surpassed that part of the route. So genuinely – Sarah was so far back that it was not even a single soul or a, like not even a bird around because everything had been packed up. No wildlife. No wildlife. It was like it was like an apocalypse. <laughs> it was my Venn diagram. <laughs> you were saying that one of the security guards was like had to gently just ask like, are you okay? Because he was just so far behind because he just started so much later. It was like, just, you should put the video up. He was trying to pick up the witch's hats. He was like, mate. <sighs> Like I need to like open the road again. I was like, I'm sorry. I started late. I was in America. I was like telling everyone my life story that I found. It was like the two people that I saw in an hour. But yeah, that was that I was really proud of because I was allowed to do it another time. But I just was like, you know, I I want to do it on the day. I want to finish at the MCG and yeah, that was crazy. And then yeah. I don't know what a third one would be. I think I'm I really, really loved towards the end of the year doing the For Women in Science miniseries and then the Nike running miniseries. I loved creating like miniseries that really shone a light on people who I, I find so interesting and structuring things a little differently and just kind of going with the flow a lot more. I think I, I talked the talk about embracing uncertainty a lot in 2020 and I did it to an extent, but I also still had a, a bit more control than I had last year. But then last year I really did embrace the whole like I don't have a plan really further ahead than a fortnight, but I'm going to make the most of it. And I think looking back at last year and then seeing all the highlights, I was like, I think, I think I did. I think I got a lot out of the year, even though it was really hard. And, and we went back into lockdown quite a few times and, but I still have lots of happy memories and yeah. And then what about if you had to reflect on your low lights? So parts of the year that you perhaps didn't really enjoy, parts that you found challenging or any times if you did burn out or yeah anything that just wasn't Um, as great weirdly I think I had so much momentum through the year that there were really hard times I mean the the sort of sixth and seventh or whatever it was lockdowns was just I mean I don't think any of us really remember them like the blur that that was and the like you mentioned so much emotion that you're almost a numb because you're like well I can't even fight this like you know it, it was just so difficult but honestly I think it was when I slowed down at the, when I felt like I made it to the end of the year, I finished the podcast, I finished LA, I finished the marathon, I got to Christmas, we went to Tassie, spent some time with Nick's family. We had a really tumultuous time with his family as well through the year with some health complications that was Nick was away for a third of last year, maybe a bit more. So doing lockdowns alone was really difficult. But I think when, you, when you're on a roll, you can push through and sometimes that's not good for you because adrenaline will just push you way beyond where you need to go. And I say this all the time. I said this in my book two years ago, which I wrote three years ago now. So obviously I haven't really learned my lesson, but I clearly just was pushing to get to sort of New Year's. And then from New Year's till now has been the big crash of just complete flatness. 
and I would say even below flat, just moments of such not darkness but just nothingness of complete depletion, I think, of like, oh, I held on all year to just be positive and get through the next day and motivation and uh, rise up lifting others, whatever. And then the first week of January, I was like, this is fucked. I hate everything. I hate everyone. Yeah. And I, I get like that like maybe once every two years, but when I do, it's like two weeks long and I can't talk. So I think it's yeah, been the start of this year. Instead. <laughs> yeah, literally. But also mm-hmm. sitting with that and knowing that what I was telling other people is that that's normal and I was sharing a lot of it along the way as well to explain sort of how I was feeling in case anyone else needed validation if they were having a really dark time even though that should be when we've sort of earned freedom again you know we should be in the middle of our hot girl summer things were open up we were expect you know we're on holidays that should feel great but I think it felt worse because you kind of slow down all catches up with you that I think that was my hardest and I'm only just sort of this week coming out of it realizing like it's okay just go slowly and I think the way I described it was you spend all year and all the stimulus around you is constantly knotting your stomach up into knots more and more knots every tough thing that happens or every even good thing but every overstimulation thing that happens ties up knots and you know how when you first get on a holiday you often don't enjoy it for the first few days because you're just unwinding you're untying the most tight of those knots but why sometimes recovery from a year or a traumatic experience or just, you know, life takes so long on a holidays because you've got to unknot all of those knots and that you've spent a whole year building them up. So it's going to take you a while to kind of unknot them until you can feel at ease again. So I feel like I got really impatient. I was like, why am I still feeling like this? It's, you know, January 7, I should be smashing life again by now. It's a new year, new me. But, you know, I was like, I have shitload of knots to deal with. They're still kind of there. So and I think all of us have a lot of them, financial, travel, health, family. Some people haven't been able to see their family still. You know, there's still so much in the air that if you're feeling really knotty and it's taking you a long time to like unknot them, then that's normal. I'm just self-justifying. This is such a self-justifying therapy session. I'm sorry. When you were talking about knotting, all I could think about was my hair at the minute. So <laughs> I'm really sorry because I kind of zoned out and I was like, yeah, actually, it's due for a wash. <laughs> Your low light is the state of your hair right now. This is how zoned out I get. I was like, naughty, yeah, actually. Last time I ran my fingers through it, it didn't even run through it. It just got stuck halfway through. Oh, my it's God. It's been 2022. Goodness. I've been the same though. I'll be in the middle of a conversation and just be like, what was I talking about? Or I constantly yeah. end up in a different room like, why am I here? Like what? Been literally, literally the two <laughs> things I was thinking, and I did listen to you. I'm sorry, I hear you and I validate you. It was <laughs> oh that. my god, no. that's not was a thing. That, that is not becoming a thing. Was that? Um, yeah, your face is really glistening, and two, yeah, my hair is really knotty. That's all I was thinking oh in god. that last thirty seconds. Why am I so I shiny? I don't I'm know. Really I don't shiny. know. <laughs> no, but you don't. You shine. You shine, and you glisten. It's okay. Shining and glistening and not the same yes. thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so we're feeling better. We're back on the show. This is so <laughs> Without the video, no one's going to understand what we're doing. I'll have to. <laughs> we do this, like, love language thing to each other where we roll our eyes. There's a photo of us what, during our wedding where we like roll our eyes back into our head and look at each other except we can't actually see each other. So none of us <laughs> knows when we've finished doing it. So one of us will always just be hanging at the end. <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry, continue. So you can see we're like a little bit better, not quite back in our normal headspace. <laughs> Dear Yeahwood, I'm so sorry for this whole episode. <laughs> we do have some very exciting guests coming up and we will get back into the swing of things, I'm sure. Hopefully now that things are open a little bit more, we might be able to get back to some live in-person events, which would be lovely, which takes me to Yeighborhood Watch. And there are so many beautiful things that I screenshotted. I was making a really big effort, as we mentioned before, to kind of curate my feed because I was getting so overwhelmed by the news cycle and CCA in part for me is my revolt against negative news and wanting to try and find all the good news stories. 
but one dropped into my lap when we were in Alexandra in the country when Ange surprised us. I think it was last Monday, right? And we went for a big hike. Yeah. I was sitting, this town has like maybe a thousand people. It's a very small town. It's literally like 12 people. Okay, 12. You know, I have no people scale or volume scale, but I read on the sign 1,100 people. (laughs) So. I do not believe that. I, I'm going to go there and count. Anyway, okay, yeah, well, you could. You'd be like one, two, 14, nine, <laughs> everyone in the town. Yeah. <laughs> can, you just, can you quickly sign my and census? <laughs> Sorry, it's really important. <laughs> These are official Instagram numbers. Um, anyway, yeah. so I was sitting at the cafe. There's like one cafe. It's called the Grant Street Grocer. I met the owner. She's absolutely lovely. They've brought like Melbourne quality coffee and chai and smashed avo to this tiny country town, which is like absolutely incredible so lovely and they also showcase food businesses like the honey and the jams and the sauces from all around the Murrindindi area which is beautiful but our waitress came out to serve us and stops halfway through the conversation and goes are you from seize the yay and I lost my actual shit Lily Ward, I love you so much she is the most beautiful member of the neighborhood who just happens to have been working at that cafe on the day that we were there. And as you know, I say it all the time, we don't get to see you guys when we're recording right now. So it just feels like it's Ange and I, which is why we sound so totally moronic most of the time. So I forget that people listen. So to hear her reflect back on how like it reached her in Yark out in country Victoria and she has the flip books. She also listens to the Shameless Girls, our sister pod, has lived in Dubai, like is just this incredible young woman and, you know, I mean, you saw my face after she went back inside. I was like, Hedge, oh, my God, oh, my God, I met someone who listened to the podcast. Ah, it was like the best day ever. It was like the best day of my life. You do love those interactions because you're right. You don't. I think social media is awesome, but I realize like you don't actually meet people. You make a lot of Instagram friends, but yes, a lot of the time people don't. You've never met them in real life, so it's just sometimes really nice to put a face to the name. And the podcast is even even more distant from a physical standpoint. You have no idea. Totally. I love that you're like all the way to Yark, and I was like, Bim, you know, this is an online thing. Like they have. <laughs> There. It travelled down it's the like, cords. Yeah, it got all the way there. I can't believe Australia Post got it there. Oh my <laughs> track. Track to Yark. Yeah. <laughs> so it took the feline. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but I just wanted to give Lily a little shout out because she absolutely made my week at a time also where I was stressing so much about getting the energy to start again and you know, feeling really down about my own ability to do that. So it was just absolutely delightful and she has a wonderful story and I kind of want to tell it as well, but I kind of want to get her on to tell it herself. So maybe she can join us for another episode. Maybe Bim, we should go back to Alex and interview her. Well, Bim, that was a lot of internal dialogue. I'm just catching up. (laughs) Got it. Yeah, we should go back to Alex. (laughs) Goodness. Whole brain just like vomited on the screen no but i agree we should go back to alex interview lily at grant street grocer have some honey have honey via honeys and it'll be a vibe i appreciate that i think you were we probably will get to this towards the end of the episode but i think you were chatting the other day about how you want to evolve the episodes and things like that and you know me i've always been like uh it's really cool to hear people's stories that aren't like um, really successful founders, even though they are still, you know, like people, I think different, as in, as in like people. <laughs> I was like, would, oh, where's this going? I don't know. No, no, I don't know how to say this, but like. Yeah, like lesser known They're so successful. Or earlier in their journeys. They're still relatable, but sometimes they're just so successful. You're like, whoa, I could never be that or mm. whatever. So if I, like you're right in this different part of the journey, like perhaps mm. people at the start or people mm. with different journeys. So, I know, I think it would be really fun to hear Lily's yeah. story. Well, I also what have in our last section, recommendations, we will talk about our other idea that links to Lily. But I also have pretty much since December or the start of December even, a whole heap of screenshots as I was talking about the news cycle in my protest against the bad news, found a lot of beautiful good news stories, which are actually often quite hard to find because people don't report on them as much. But... Here are a couple of my favorites. Some of them are Christmas related, obviously, since we didn't manage to, or I didn't manage to get an episode out in December. But 
The first one that I absolutely adore is some anonymous Aussie grandparents went into, I think it was Toy World, but it could have been just a different toy store and paid off anonymously. So we, we don't even know who they are, but paid off thousands of dollars of toy laybys just before Christmas so that struggling parents could gift their children the toys that they had put on layby. Is that not the most beautiful thing? It is. I think I read that and I didn't actually open the headline, but I was like, damn it, if I had all the money in the world, I feel like that's worth it. Just like shout people things. How good would you feel, right? I love the idea that it's just, it's like doesn't have to go, not that there's, I mean, organizations who do charitable work are so amazing, but I love the idea of just walking into a shop yeah. and just doing it, yeah. you know, for individual families or individual sets of parents who have individual laybys, you know, just walking in and being like, I'm just going to clear the debt for all of those people. Yeah. And what's really nice is they're probably not walking in and there is no hate towards these people as well because any good is really great good, but they're probably not walking in like documenting the whole, you know, going to the cash register, shouting a bunch of people things. Yeah. Well, yeah, like they're just doing it <laughs> good of their heart and it's found, which is really like, but at the same time, people that do do on TikTok, I find like, I love watching that stuff because it's, it's like faith in humanity stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of nice that it's still a thing that people do random acts of kindness. It does restore some faith in a really uh, time where there's just a lot of things happening. There was another really cute one on a similar note, but over in Spain where a Spanish football club, (laughs) totally different idea, but the videos are hilarious. You should go watch them. A Spanish football club organized, I think it was after one of their matches, where all the people would throw thousands of toys onto the field and then they would collect and distribute all the toys so that all children had a gift at Christmas. But there's just these pictures oh. of this football field with all these like bears getting thrown onto the field. It's like it made me so happy. I screenshotted like three different versions of the article because I just like bears were, it was like bears were raining from the sky. It was the best thing ever. I didn't even see that one. That's so cute. Like, How drop cute bears. is it? Like drop bears. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> raining bears. Hallelujah. I think the, uh, it was real Betis and they got their fans to literally throw. There were thousands of toys onto the field. It was at halftime at a recent match for kids who might need be in need of a toy at Christmas. I just think that's just the cutest thing ever. Another random one is that stressed students in Hong Kong, I've worked in Hong Kong, it's a very high-powered area of the world, there's now a bus that they can hop on just for napping. What? Right? Like, you know, sometimes this is so funny. You know that I was still quite adrenal fatigue when I worked in Hong Kong and so I ended up sleeping under my desk and suddenly I understood, I just got it why everyone in Hong Kong sleeps at the desk. But often if you weren't at work and you were just walking around but you didn't actually like if you live far away from where you study, like where are you going to just lie down? So now there's a bus that you get on to have a nap and there's like cabin ambience and then because it's like a moving vehicle, it's easier to go to sleep. So it's like, yeah, it's like a five-hour trip. Oh, my gosh. It's called the sleeping bus tour. I am actually going to start one in Australia. (laughs) It's just you and your van. If anyone would like to be incorporated in my beta phase launch, please just be in. <laughs> Unfortunately, right now I only have one seat, so it's quite an intimate sleep. Oh, to get the ball rolling. Do we the have circle, one single circle. guinea pig to join the show? Join Andrew's show. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! So there's like an Instagram account. The public transport system in Hong Kong is called the MTR. There's an Instagram account called MTR Sleepers, which like shows the ways that residents of Hong Kong nap on the subway, and that kind of like yeah provided this. The motion of the bus resembles a mother swaying to rock you to sleep. And yeah, it's super cute. I thought that was a really cute one. In other transport news, a woman, uh, let me find the exact details of this one. You know, in the UK, how Mm. when your train comes in, people will be like, please mind the gap between the train and the platform. You know that like mind the gap thing? Yeah. So there is a 40-year-old recording of a particular man that that did the mind the gap warning and I think he I don't know for some reason it was only played at one particular station and the widow of that person of the voice actor would keep going to the station to hear his voice like to hear his voice say the mind the gap thing because the recording stayed there after he died and oh my god that's so cute isn't it like it's 
so it like pokes my heart so much. vulnerability and stuff like that just makes me want to die but also makes my heart so full so only embankment station was using this recording and then one day she turned up in november and it wasn't there and so someone gave her a copy of the recording and I don't know how she got onto the transport bosses, but after it was removed because it just so old, they put it back on for her. So it's still there. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's so cute. I am going to record poop in various accents. So if anything ever happens to me, you can just remember. Oh my God. So that on sees the A. I can use your voice to do the introductory poop of every episode. Yeah, you can turn my poop variations to like a big box for your rap. You know? Oh, I'm so proud of you. Like poopy poop, 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 it's like so deep humanity <laughs> kindness, <laughs> random acts of kindness to pooping rap. <laughs> this one is crazy. A 37-year-old mm. Chinese man was abducted when he was four and on Tuesday, actually when was this article? Maybe not like this Tuesday, but on Tuesday in relation to the day the article <laughs> that I'm reading came out, <laughs> he found his biological mother 33 years later from drawing a map of his home village strictly from memory. What? So he put the picture up and I think he put it on TikTok and like people who are from the town or know the town recognised him describing the town to explain which town it was and then he reunited with his parents. He doesn't even know what his birth name was but 33 years after he was abducted from the Yunnan province in southwest China. Because wow, he could, that is so cool. It's so cool. So he was only four, but you can go online and find the drawings of the maps of his village that he drew that he could remember from his four-year-old memory. And there's like literally like mountains and then there's like a shop and the street and other people on the internet figured it out. And then they did DNA tests and figured out that it was actually him. He remembered like the rice paddies and the ponds. Isn't that insane? Oh, my God. That's so amazing. That is so cool. Do they have right? over there? <laughs> Chaiways? Would it be? Chaiways? Would it? Oh, wait. Malways stands for Melbourne. Yes. Ben. Oh, nah. Take that back. <laughs> Delete that, okay? I'm I'm not I'm deleting that. I'm smart girl. Have you seen the Sidways for Sydney? No. no. Oh. Oh. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> okay, you might have seen this one on TikTok since you're such a voracious TikToker. I am. A young man who has a stammer and xenophobia, which is a fear of dogs, and there's all these videos collated of him working on his stammer and his fear of dogs by asking strangers if he can pat them. And it's just so heartwarming watching all the videos of him. Like he'll record himself as well to help him get more confident and get used to it. And so he'll just go up to random strangers and work on his stammer to first approach a stranger and then be able to articulate the sentence by saying, can I please pat your dog? And then he's like so scared of the dog. And you see his hand like, go, like you know, coming so close and then he pulls it away and then starting again and like he's trying to get through his fear and it's the sweetest thing. The videos are so cute. There is a girl who is, or a woman, sorry, who is very similar to this person and she's got the same thing. She's from the UK. She's got a stammer. And how she's trying to overcome it, she actually has an eyelash business. So what she's done for one of hers is that she has made a challenge for herself to speak to more people by giving out free eyelashes on the street. So she comes up to random people to to have the courage to say, hi, I have an eyelash business and I want to give you free eyelashes. And it takes her a good amount of time, but it's also just heartwarming to see that people still stop and will wait and be patient. And I think sometimes when people are supportive or say supportive things, you know, like, like oh, no, you're doing really well or something, you can see how her stomach changes and Aww. she's able to speak a bit more freely. So, yeah, it's a very similar thing, but it's so nice that I think TikTok, I love TikTok because I just love it. It's There's just not that much negativity depending on what your feed looks like. But also I feel like I've learned a lot about how others – differ from me and how they live and how we can respect them. So such a similar thing. So cute. Oh, Bim. <laughs> As you would say, it's edumacational. It's edumacational. Edumacational <laughs> plus plus malways. Plus plus malways, sideways, fudu. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, two beautiful ones in the area of science. I've been really inspired by the For Women in Science program and finding out more about, like I used to read New Scientist just because I thought it was so interesting, the things that people are coming up with at any one time to kind of solve the world's problems. And two amazing things have come out. One is by a nine-year-old. A nine-year-old boy has created an app to help his autistic brother communicate, which I think will be quite game-changing for people with autism or families of people with autism to help them communicate better. And the other one in a similar vein, but, but for a different condition is UCAL researchers created a glove that translates sign language into speech in real time. That is very cool. I want to be a scientist. I want to learn sign language. <gasps> I thought you already knew Auslan. Yeah, I did up to level two. And I realized unless you practice it regularly, it's like a language, it's like it is a language, but it's like, you know, you how lose you it say unless you're practicing, you yeah. lose it straight away. And even learning it, you can, I was able to kind of practice it really quickly because I had a patient on the board for a good amount of time and we were able to communicate and she was able to teach me a lot. But unless you need to do it, use it again, it's so hard to maintain. It's a language that involves a lot of visuals and a lot of obviously hand movements and stuff mm. as well. And the syntax is different and. Yeah, so I would like to relearn it and like have it as a language that I'm fluent in. That's a life bucket list for sure. I, you should do it. If it becomes, if this glove becomes commercialized and like available to the masses, then you can practice by signing with the glove that will translate it into speech so we can understand you can practice. And I'm like, I won't listen to you unless you do it in sign language. There you go. Yes. I hear you. I validate you. Thank you. And we can call it like duo fingers. Duo fingo. <laughs> I was avoiding that because it sounds wrong. <laughs> I didn't think it sounded wrong. Gross. I thought you said abstinence is key. Jeez. It is. Hashtag kids listening. Kids, be smart, be safe. Be safe. <laughs> Oh, my God, you can get over your social awkwardness by handing out condoms to strangers. That can be your way of like, <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Okay, there's been so many others, and usually I struggle to find enough stories, let alone having too many. So I'll kind of spread them out because we'll do another Years of Our Lives for next week. Now that we're back on a roll, welcome back, everyone. Yeah. But I have but one more. My favorite one. Okay, go. Is this my favorite one? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get what I was doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, and I'd forgotten his name. So I literally looked up, literally on Google, this is how pervasive this amazing person has become. I literally <laughs> looked up train guy and it brought up Francis Bourgeois because I was like, what's his bloody name again? You look up train guy on Google and it brings up this particular man slash young man. I don't even know how old he is actually, but this guy is, has now become... Google's synonymous with train guy. So Francis Bourgeois is maybe the most amazing thing to come out of the internet over the, the last couple of months. He's a very intense train enthusiast who's particular yay for trains has made him like this is what I love about the way that social media it can, of course it has its downsides but it has totally democratized influence and allowed exposure for what he might have been teased about this. You know, it seems weird outside of in, in a face-to-face context, but the internet has allowed people's absolute passion for something to become celebrated and enjoyed. So he loves trains. And I mean, like, he knows all the different models and kinds and, like, the special ones that come through stations only once a year. And so he, he train spots. He goes to – he's British. He goes to different train stations and waits for particular trains so he can see them. And if they honk back at him, like, they all get really excited. But he films a lot of his videos with a 360 camera on his head. So his face is so distorted, like – like one of those crazy filters, but like it's a down, it's like down light times chin times a million. That's what I was thinking. He looks like, what's his name from Ice Age? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's like the, a, the fisheye lens of a GoPro. The, yeah, but what's the animal? It's a, it's, what's his name? The sloth. Oh, Sid? Sid. It yeah. looks like Sid with the, yeah. the big eyes and like. Because it's just it's just the wrong angle and it's like somewhat fisheye, somewhat not. 
But it is funny. I sent that to you the other day and you were like, I've already screenshot that. Oh, my God. I love him so much. Like he literally, he is the most happy person. Like you cannot watch someone losing their bananas over something that makes them happy without feeling happy in your heart. So his videos, just watching him get so excited and he just seems like the most genuine person. Like he's so wholesome. He just, oh, he just loves it so much. And he'll literally, a train will come and he'll be like, here she comes. Like he just gets so excited. He is like, he's like squealing and he's running and then the GoPro is bumping, like bopping up and down. And so his nose is like big and small, big and small. And then I think that... Like Joe Jonas was on his last one. So he's not as like he I think isn't like wooed by celebrities and things like that. And I don't think he even realizes he's so loved by the world. But when he introduced Joe Jonas, he's like, Oh, I've got a friend here and he's come all the way from America. And oh Joe's just standing there and he's like yelling at these trains and Joe Jonas is just standing in the background like clapping or something. Because it's just so excitable. Bim, I'm so glad that you pronounced the name. Because I was about to say Francis Borgois, and I don't think that is right. <laughs> I mean, it's the French. The French. Does bourgeois mean something in French? It's like an actual word. Uh, yeah, which yeah, means I was gonna say burgo- It means Borgois like middle class. Sound eloquent. I, I think you should say oh. Borgois. No, I need to respect his name. You can't, him, as Phoebe Buffay used to say, you can't butcher the French language. <laughs> so it's like a middle class. So there's a Madonna song where one of the lyrics is bourgeoisie and, like, obviously all of us were singing it when we were seven, not knowing what any lyrics meant ever, not knowing that we were, like, making a statement about society. It's bourgeois. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did not know that. So that's I didn't know that's what I was saying. Yeah, so he has had – I think he's also been hanging out with – Taylor Swift. Joe Jonas was on his TikTok. He's just featured in a Gucci campaign in the ad. Amazing. Which just goes to show, like, I just love how the, you know, the everyman with a passion can make it in the world just by being true to his yay. Do you know what, though? Kudos to him also because he actually posted a video the other day of how he ended up following his passion like that. Did he? While he was in high school, he was bullied. So he then tried to become like everyone else. So he had like shaved head. He was like doing sports, sports, sports stuff, like alpha stuff. And then I think he said something like, and then he realized he had the, was feeling a sense of loneliness. And then he then reverted back to who he always oh has been. God. So he grew his hair out and he, and he wore the clothes that he wanted to. Because he had a passion. He said he had a passion for trains at the age of four or something and then kind of weaned himself out of them and has come back into it and now he's just like advocate for doing things that he loves. And he's like, I'm so much happier and create this community. And now he's just doing it for the love of doing it, not for clout and not for TikTok or any other reason. He's just doing it. And he's he's – Look at him. He's just thriving. I love it. It makes me so I happy. really want to get him on the show. Just putting it out there. Yeah, just don't tell him I said his name is Francis Bourgeois. Okay, so you know how you always say that's so bougie? Where do you so think bougie from? came from? <gasps> is your Je mind blown? Cloud. <laughs> Fluffy flu, flu. If no one just friends, you won't have any idea what we're saying. <laughs> if you do, if you know, you know. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's what bougie is. So bourgeois goes to bougie. So it means middle class, but it also kind of means when you're trying to be a higher class than you are. Hence bougie, like eating avocados on toast instead of paying your mortgage. Oh, my God. Also, she has a mortgage. She bought a house. Just saying. This is so random. (laughs) You're so bougie. No, I'm actually so bourgeois. So you're so bourgeois. I can't even say it wrong. (laughs) See, you're not fluent. I'm not even fluent. She doesn't even go here. (laughs) So, everyone go and follow Francis. I think it's like Francis underscore bourgeois. (laughs) Bourgeois number something. Or maybe that's his Instagram. Yeah, 43. Uh. 43. I'll have to ask him when he comes on the show, obviously. I'll have to ask him what that's about. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we make 2022 campaign is to get Francis on the show? Okay. If, if anyone knows Francis. Has, honestly, does anyone have one degree separation, two degrees of separation, someone maybe – I don't know if you have the same name, we can start there. <laughs> if 
anyone is also a Burgoyne family, please let us know. <laughs> or maybe someone works in transport. Maybe we could get in that way. <laughs> yes, anyone on the V line, Metro, South Morang line, I'm sure we can get there. <laughs> Okay, final section, recommendations. But for this inaugural episode, not even an inaugural, start episode of the year, I can't even speak. For this first episode of 2022, today we are asking you guys for your recommendations. So every other year I think I've done a survey, but then I get too many beautiful answers and I don't go through them properly, which defeat. I, I do always go through them properly, but then it takes me too long to go through them all properly. And then I don't implement all of the things you suggest until too many months down the track because I'm slow. But this year, I thought we would just ask for your recommendations because if you feel strongly enough about something, I'm sure it's easier for you guys too to just flick us a DM or send us an email. So who do you want to hear from? Is there a Francis in your world that you think is someone who brings a lot of yay that we should get on? What do you want to hear about? Do you like the structure of this Yays of Our Lives episode? This whole thing was meant to be just be for last year, but it's become like one of my favorite things to kind of have a balance of just regular chats with our interviews. But the idea that we were talking about before is based on the wonderful Eddie Jaku and his book, The Happiest Man in the World or The Happiest Man on Earth, I think it's called. Is it Happiest Man on Earth? Yeah, I think so. His book was one of our recommendations ages and ages ago. It's an absolutely brilliant book. He's a Holocaust survivor and has has done this game-changing, world-changing TED Talk on happiness and his perspectives through his lifetime. And he was actually coming on Seize the A. I was um, going to visit him in his aged care home in Sydney last year, but then COVID stopped me being able to travel and he's since passed away, which just is a huge loss to the world but I was also just devastated to not have the chance to actually go and speak with him, to share him with you guys and and to be able to sort of ask him questions about his perspectives on joy. So what I wanted to do was to still honour him because I'd done all the preparation and read his incredible book and have so many takeaways was I thought I could do like a historical episode where we don't get to interview him, but I use one of the interview slots as if I had interviewed him to sort of share his way TA, nay TA and play TA And then that sort of led to the idea of, well, there are plenty of people throughout history who have been incredible and have such incredible perspectives on yay, who have passed away, so we'll never get the chance to interview them, or who are just never going to say yes to the show because, you know, I mean, the Queen is busy. So would you like to have a historical guest every couple of weeks or, you know, once a quarter or something like that. There are so many people I would love to have the chance to research, but then to have something to actually do that for rather than just me Googling in the middle of the night. Someone like Marie Curie or Joan of Arc or people who we've all heard of but who, you know, I feel like a lot of our more famous guests, you've everyone's heard of them but often you haven't heard their way TA or their childhood or their first job that they had when they were a teenager and that's the same, I think, with historical guests. So what do you guys think of that? What do you think, Bim? No, I think it's awesome. I think it'll be a nice change of pace also and also great learning. I feel like I know of many people but I don't actually know their story. Like my Angela, Angela for example. Yeah. All her quotes. So many. Love them all. No idea really much about her, to be completely honest. Like, to be completely transparent. Same with like, Marie Curie. Like, what do you know about my Angelou? I know she things, has two right? quotes that I love. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, one of her quotes was in Coach Carter. <laughs> so I pretty much know her whole life story. I'm a smart girl. Smart girl. But that's, so I think nothing. that's why it's even better, yeah. People whose names we've all heard but whose, like, legacy we don't know. All I can think of when you say Marie Curie is Marie Claire. So, again, no idea, nothing about her. Bim, really? Bim, honestly, I live under a rock. But uh, she's so, like, so all her research, she won a Nobel Prize twice and her work was all in, like, radioactivity. Like, it, it impacts your life all the time. Yeah, like I probably know her by face. We, if anything, I know her <laughs> by faces. Yeah, like that's the only thing though. Like it's either first name basis or face. So that's like that's actually yeah, I get why it. I'm actually I mean, if you saw her on girl. the street, you'd be like, "Hey, Maz, how are you?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Mazzy, Mazzy Cuzzy, you know that kind of vibe. Mazzy Cuzzy, <laughs> you did not just call Marie Curie Mazzy Cuzzy. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Uh, 
I thought you said I'm going to tell her. And I was like, how? How? Tell me. On my episode. Wait. Okay, everyone vote. Now, should we structure these episodes (laughs) where Ange plays the guest and does their voice (laughs) for the whole episode? So we both have to research the guest so you would know what their answers are and you have to play (laughs) My Angelou or Mara Curie. <gasps> Can we actually do that for one of them? No, but you have to speak in ye olde French. Borgois. Borgois voice. Hi. <laughs> Bim, they're all going to sound the same. <laughs> you're going to be like French. I'll be like, hi, my name's Mara Curie. And you'll be like, no, different accent. I'll be like, hi, my name's Mara Curie. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Do you know that would be so funny though if I made you be the guest? Except that then we could just like get sued for defamation because I feel like it wouldn't come I out know. very well. Can you imagine? It'd be amazing. Massy Cuzzy would not be around. Massy Cuzzy would not be okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Seriousness, I think it's a great idea because I know very little. But also, I was saying, I think I was saying the other day, it's, it would be really awesome to focus on, say, like a theme say one of their quotes and focus around how their life or how they were continue like that was the philosophy in their life and how they continue to live life in that way, you know. Like yes. my favorite my Angelo quote is the our greatest fear isn't that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. There's the last part in that that I love the most and it's like if you let your life shine you give others a little bit of the same. And it's always something I've always loved that quote. And it's, yeah, she's got heaps of quotes at the same time, though. She's got the one that's like, you know, act in a way that if others spoke badly of you, that people wouldn't believe it. So there's different philosophies in her life, it sounds. It'd be nice to, you know, concentrate on, you know, who they are, but also how they lived out their life to fulfill the quote that they have said or in a way, in that kind of way. So it's still themed in a sense. Yeah, totally. To talk about really awesome people in history. My favourite quote of hers is my favourite quote ever, which is people will never remember what you said or what you did. They'll always remember how you made them feel. That's Maya Angelou. We should totally start with Maya Angelou. No, first Eddie Jaku and then Mazkaz. <laughs> just because <laughs> we've, we've said Mazkaz now. <laughs> we have to make it up to her. We're shortening it more and more now. It's Mazikazi now. It's Mazkaz. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, I'm, What's we're Maya so Maz and No, I'm not, gonna, not even going to try. And also in terms of recommendations, what else would you like? Do you want more flip books? Do you want the flip books to be cards? Do you want more merch? Do you want more jewellery? We can do more jewellery. We can do more wearable, yay. We can do anything. Like I sort of, I love just coming up with random ideas, but I would love if anyone's thinking of something that they really want to bring to life to just let me know. Do you want live events? What do, what do you want? Do you want like okay. talk back radio where you can call in? <gasps> I have the best idea just randomly, but if oh there's God, a listener still. out there that's thinking that's thinking about proposing this year to <gasps> their can you please somehow offer that custom proposal quote books where it's like secretly one of the quotes in there is like Mazzy Cuzzy, will you marry me? And they have to flip it flip it onto that day and when that flips that's their like Proposal. The proposal. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say something totally different. I thought you were going to say if anyone in the neighborhood wants to propose, tell us and we'll, like, rope in some partners in Yay, like some of our sponsors, to do, like, a big surprise. Oh, my God. You know what we should do? That's what I was getting to in my brain. Oh. No, does not, not all, look like it. That's a good idea. <laughs> that is a – we should sponsor a proposal. Oh, my God. So what we were going to do with Yays of Our Lives last year, as you guys know, it started off with the Gippsland trip. So the whole thing was meant to be recording in the community, in the neighborhood, hearing about people's Yays of Our Lives from them in person. Then obviously travel has been heavily restricted. So we kind of did Gippsland and then didn't do anywhere else. We did Phillip Island and did free hands, which was absolutely incredible. The free prosthetics that were made by, yeah, that amazing team. Go back and listen to that episode. But maybe we can bring back in the make my yay concept where people can do more nominations like we did the healthcare gift pack send out, which absolutely was just so incredible. It still makes me so happy. Imagine if you can submit that you want to make someone's yay and we make it happen. 
Yep, I like it so much. I take full credit because I started <laughs> with saying, imagine if you want proposal. <laughs> but, like, imagine if we did a CZA proposal. Honestly, honestly, anyone that's listening, I, I am going to announce as the executive producer, unofficial <laughs> non-executive producer of this show, that this is actually happening. So if you have any life events or anything that would would be good for make your yay. And I'd say, unfortunately, we can't do like hundreds of them, but we'll do a few and make them a big deal. Oh, Please my gosh. <gasps> Please send them through. We should do them like once every quarter or something where we do like a big thing. Oh, my God, we could flash mob with other people in the neighbourhood. <gasps> okay. That's exactly <laughs> non-producer. <laughs> I hear you. I don't validate you. I, I hear you. I hear. And also, the budget is actually one million dong. So dong. You got a lot. Yeah. So we have to pay in Vietnamese dollars, is what you're saying. So it's about eighty dollars. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so it's like if you want helium balloons. You're not going to get it. <laughs> so people are like, okay, Chris Kringle's limit is $15. I'm like, okay, so you're getting a box of <laughs> tissues. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> the small box, not the jumbo bag. <laughs> Let us make sure you eat. We can't afford anything. So just be me and Sarah holding up letters because we can't afford helium. But we'll, we will have made the letters ourselves and cut them out of like butcher's paper. <laughs> No, I promise we'll make it amazing. <laughs> no, it will be. I'm joking too. We'll make it amazing. Okay. Sarah has. We, I think we both love surprising and event planning and for surprises a lot. So, okay, yeah, guys. And it. then whoever does the CZA proposal, if you want to seize the A wedding, I'm just saying you can maybe have one with our grand budget of $80. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> on board you get a fake celebrant and my plastic chairs from my parents home <laughs> no but they'll be mismatched because you'll have some of my plastic chairs <laughs> yeah. so you'll have different colors on each side different heights but that's fine you know variety <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i'm getting delirious i feel like i should cut myself off wedding. now <laughs> a yay wedding yeah. oh my god yes no. anyone okay, good ideas. please let us know oh, one more thing i wanted to ask is also do you want for quote of the day do you want an email in your inbox every day that gives you that happy quote? Do you want an app that brings it up, you know, on your phone so that you get reminded if you don't see quote of the day on stories or you don't want to listen to me talk about them and you just want the quote for yourself? Do you want, you know, more newsletters? I do one like once every now and then because I'd never know what to put in them, but there's plenty of stuff we could do. So please go to town and what you what you would like and that will help me decide what I'm going to do this year also. And thank you guys for still being here in our, this is our fourth year of operating. So, opiating. <gasps> Just such a privilege. Okay. And you've kept me on. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I said I'm cutting myself off. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Good. I'm getting that. <laughs> you said you don't know Auslan. I'm getting all the signs though. Cut. Off. I'm just going to start playing that music when they play when people need to get off the stage. At the Oscars? Yeah, end of speech music. I'm going to start queuing you out soon. You need to have all the little sounds that you can, You should control the sounds each episode. Yeah, I think you should start having a production team. I think people forget that you're still the only one recording, producing, editing, publishing at all. Well, because otherwise, like... I just feel like if you did it, there'd be just fart noises the whole way through in really irrelevant yeah, places. Would be. Legit. <laughs> I actually, I was going to say when you stopped filming, I mean, recording later, I did a little fart, but I don't think anyone heard it. Did you see my video that I made the other day of like you doing your own soundtrack when we were hiking? Oh, yeah. You watched all the way to the end. It was you going like in the jungle, the mighty jungle. I farted on Sarah. I farted. <laughs> and she didn't know. <laughs> Oh, is this the walk-off music? Wow. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you so much, Vim, for joining for our first episode back and thank you guys all for listening. Yeah, love you lots. Thank you for being the neighbourhood. I just want to thank my mum and my mom. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>